0: Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6 30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. Last week I started a A, a message about forgiveness, and 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 last week's message about forgiveness was, was that how we have to take responsibility sometimes in the act of forgiveness. And and I was using the illustration last week with King David, and and the question was, uh, did King David kill Uriah with his hands? No, he didn't. But he killed Uriah with his own actions, and. And 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 then as we continued to progress last week, we we saw that Nathan came to Uriah and he gave him a parable. Basically, he said, there was a poor man who had one ewe lamb, and, and he took this ewe lamb, and the rich man, traveler, came by and he grabbed a ewe lamb and, and he gave it to somebody else, and he had many flocks, and and he was telling David this parable, and, and King David got upset. He got mad. And David's response was, he has to pay back four foes and and he shall surely die. And and then all of a sudden what happened was, Nathan said, it's you. So in other words, last week what I was talking about and the point I was getting to is sometimes in, in forgiveness we have a responsibility ourselves. We don't look at it in that context sometimes. But but sometimes we have a responsibility, and and that responsibility sometimes has to come from within, from deep. Because the first thing we say to each other is, I haven't done anything wrong. I didn't do nothing. But responsibility is something that, that we all need to take inventory of. Because as the story went on, as the story went on, what ended up happening was that Nathan told David that the child had to die. Basically, the sin had to die, and everybody is in the in the palace is wondering why is King David uh, fasting and praying and. And everything and throwing ashes in the air. And, 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 and why is he in the state that he is in right now? Because this is not the way we do it. The child is still living. Why is he mourning now? Because what David was actually doing was he was watching the sin die. So it was reversed. Reversed. But then, what happened was, in the same breath, when 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 uh, the people in the kingdom or in David's household came around and they were whispering and it was, pss, 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 pss. and and David perceived. The Bible said that David perceived what was going on, and he figured that the child had died. And then he got up, and washed himself, and put on new clothes, and. And went on about his business. And, but the thing about it is, is this. Is that he ended up stealing. He ended up stayed with Bathsheba. And from that act of sin. Or from that act of taking responsibility. Came greatness through Solomon. So we have to understand sometimes. That, that us taking responsibility in something sometimes. Can also bring about greatness. So we went on and and I asked you the question and the hard question was was this, was, was okay pastor, well how am I supposed to forgive somebody who did something to my child? How am I supposed to forgive somebody that beat my mother? How am I supposed to forgive this person who did me wrong and I know that they did me wrong and I brought up the fact that it was real in the the gospel, well, actually it's in Romans, where the Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you shall be saved. Isn't that what the word says? So something has to take place at the same time, is that if I want forgiveness, then I must confess it. I must say, uh, Brother Emmanuel, would you come here for a minute, please? Now, this is the hard part. I must say, Emmanuel, I forgive you for what you've done to me. Amen. Amen. But I forgive you what you've done for me. And and, and the thing is, is this, is that what I constantly do is that in my own prayer time, what I constantly do is say, Lord, I forgive Emmanuel for what he has done to me. I forgive him for what he has done to my family. Father God, I pray for his family, that his family will have success. That his family will be blessed. And I do this continuously. I do this throughout the day. Not just one time, but throughout the day. Because the Bible says, if I confess with my mouth, I do what? Believe it where? In my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. So we have to continue a confession. If I want forgiveness to get into my heart, then I must be able to. To confess it. See. Sometimes we don't want to do that. I don't want want to bless him. He did me wrong. But. We have to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is what Emmanuel said. He preached my sermon. Let me sit down. The bigger picture is, is that. Is that we hear the. The verbiage and we hear the white noise in the back. Oh Jesus is coming back. This is the mark of the beast, and and this is happening this way, and this is going on this way, and oh, I'm waiting on the Lord. But if we're not able to forgive one another, then I'm sorry to say that we all miss the trumpet. Because if I read my Bible right, it said when the trumpet sounds, then the mark of the beast, then all the rest of the stuff. So it's my job right now as a pastor or as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ for us to do the hard stuff. I can sit up here every Sunday and, and preach about, oh, mercy and grace and, and give you a good feeling and you jump in your car and you feel good going home. Or oh, I can give you something that'll make you take self-inventory. See, it's my job as being a pastor of Uptown Church and a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ is to allow you to take self-inventory and challenge you. Because if I don't challenge you, then I'm going to be held accountable. And I'm telling you something. Remember I told you when Jesus was going to the cross and them cattails hit the floor, I would have heard him and I would have said, no, it wasn't me, it was Emmanuel. But standing before my God, on Judgment Day, and he will ask me the question, why didn't you tell them and continue to tell them about forgiveness? I don't want to be standing in front of him and say, well, I, I told him a couple of times. But it's my job that when you go home, that you sit up and you're drinking your coffee and you're having a conversation with your wife and, 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 and you're sitting back and you're trying to take inventory. Where do I need to get my heart? The Bible said that every man should examine what? Himself. We learn to forgive and to forget with the heart. Amen. But we don't think about forgiveness as something that, that we really need to hold on to. Forgiveness is something that you live with. I'm going to tell you again. Forgiveness is something that you live with. That you constantly have to say, I forgive. Because somebody, sometimes somebody did something stupid. And I'm just being honest. It was stupid. And you, as a man and woman of God, are saying, oh my God, but Lord, how do I do it? And this is what we're getting into today because forgiveness is also about sacrifice. See, we don't like that part because sacrifice hurts. Sacrifice hurts. Forgiveness is not about lip service. I can, I can say all day, oh, I forgive you, but i never forget. How many times have you guys heard that one? That makes me mad. Well, then get on away from me because you ain't forgave me. I'm so glad I used to say this many years ago. I'm so glad when somebody got so self-judgmental, I used to look at them and I used to tell them this, I'm glad you didn't have to die for me because I still be in my same state. Amen? So we understand that it takes responsibility. Forgiveness also came through the blood of Jesus Christ. Which was what? Help me, church. A sacrifice. Forgiveness came through the blood of Jesus, which was a sacrifice. So, forgiveness means sacrificing your feelings, your emotions, your pride, and sometimes. It makes you vulnerable. Oh, that's the one we really didn't want to understand, is it? Your vulnerability in the moment of forgiveness. Let's get some Bible. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 28. And and, and in this, I want to, I'm going to kind of walk us through it a little bit. It says, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Verse 12, And not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and and ashes and heifers, sprinkling on unclean uh, sacrifices for the purifying of the flesh, How much more shall the blood of Jesus, whom through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God and cleanse our conscience from the dead works to serve the living God? Verse 15, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of what? Death for the redemption and the transgressions under the first covenant that those who were called May receive the promise of eternal inheritance. for where there is a testament, there, there also must be uh, there also uh, the necessity to be the death of the tester. For the testament is enforced after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the tester lives. Therefore not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood, for Moses has spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hossips and sprinkled both on the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and the vessels of the ministry. Verse 22, and according to the law, Almost all things were purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it is necessary that the copies of the things in heaven should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Verse 24. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but But into heaven itself and now appears in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often as high priest enters the most holy places every year with blood of another. Verse 26. He then would have have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of ages he appeared to, to put away sin by what? sacrificing himself. Amen? I read all of this because I want us to understand that Jesus Christ had to do something in order for us to have forgiveness of our sins. He had to sacrifice himself. See, what happens is a lot of times is that we come into a situation and we don't want to make the sacrifice because of our emotions, because of our feelings because of our pride but we're not making the sacrifice in order to heal ourselves forgiveness is also about healing ourselves see a lot of times we look for closure well I, I gotta find closure I gotta I have to get closure and 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 then and then they look at a circumstance, and they say, well, you getting all super spiritual about this, Pastor. I'm not getting super spiritual about it. What I'm telling you is that God has a way that you can internally heal yourself. And that's by making the sacrifice. Not being led by your feelings and your emotions. Your feelings and your emotions will lead you over here. And God is standing right here waiting for you. Are are you coming over here or what? And you're still standing over here and you're saying, but this is what they did. But you hear all these buts. But, but the. The whole the whole thing is we're standing there and we're saying, but God they did this, but God they did this. And God is saying over here, He is saying this. He's saying, I sent my son. I sent my son. I sent my son. I never heard God made an excuse. our emotions, our feelings, and how we perceive things will stop us from sacrificing unto forgiveness. Amen? Amen. They, were, they were trying to bring forgiveness with the sacrifice of blood and of the goats and rams and bulls, and, but they couldn't get the job done. It, <clears throat> I'm talking about sometimes when I'm studying and I'm studying about Solomon and they had sometimes 10,000 bulls and goats and that was a bloody mess. And if anybody's ever been around blood like an animal or a farm or something like that, after a while you can smell the stench of the blood. So just imagine, flies all over the place. they sacrificing all these things and and they're thinking they're really doing something good and God is saying, oh my God, I understand that you're trying to get back in this relationship with me. I understand all of this, but that ain't what I really want. I want you. He wanted us to not withhold anything. See, sacrifice is about not withholding. It's about letting go. I can hold back a, now this, 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 this keep it, let's keep this real. Just think about this for one second. If Jesus Christ, once he came and he, and he did all the miracles and he got up to the cross and he says, well, I'm not going to go all the way You're going to just hit me with the spear, then I'm going to get down. Then it wouldn't have been complete, would it? He had to follow through all the way. He had to go through the whole process. He had to sacrifice his body. He had to sacrifice his life. He had to trust the Father that he would raise him up on the third day faith he withheld nothing it's in the same context as that jesus christ is our image jesus christ is our example when it comes to forgiveness i understand this is hard but it's needed we just came out of a time for pandemics and, and everything else, crazy stuff, uh, elections, everything. And people's feelings were all up in the air. And they were holding grudges against each other in the same household. Don't make sense to it. But yet, at the same time, they're saying, Jesus is coming back. Ooh, that's kind of deep. Jesus is coming back to what? You mad at your brother? You mad at your sister? What is he coming back to? Or is he coming back to you are saying and you are walking in love and forgiveness? I know that sounds naive, doesn't it? Walking in love and forgiveness. Walking in peace, grace, and mercy. I know that sounds real naive. But when I read my Bible, that's what it says. Have you ever felt that you've done everything that you possibly could do, and yet it wasn't enough? That's what they were doing when they were sacrificing the blood and the goats and, 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 the, and the doves. And I can, you know, I've said this before. I can just imagine when they went out and grabbed that, that, that lamb and the lamb my, looking at him like, what you grabbing me for? I ain't did nothing. But they're using his blood as a sacrifice. We must die to whatever it is. We must learn how to die to it. Because if I die to it, then I'm able to live through it. But if I don't know how to die through forgiveness, somebody done me wrong and I don't know how to die to it, then it constantly lives. We have to remember that, that forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is something that we have to understand. I want to keep this real simple. That Adam's sin was just disobedience. That's what a sin was. It wasn't that he went to the tree and ate of the tree. That's how we got it all in our heads. Oh, he went and he ate of the tree and, and God came and he sinned. No, no. His sin was just disobedience. That, that was his sin. His sin wasn't nothing more. You know, you can have these great scholars, they come and they'll give you a whole litany of why Adam sinned. But just keep it real simple. It was just disobedience all it was so Jesus had to come in what? Obedience Adam's sin was disobedience Jesus sin I mean Jesus, Jesus had to come in obedience it wasn't nothing to do with the tree it had nothing to do with it because if he was obedient he never would have touched it amen are you guys getting something out of this? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 14. The law for, 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 for the for law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of these same sacrifices which they were continually year by year made by those who, who approached perfect. For then they would have not ceased to be offered. For the worshipers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sin. In in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. See, that is what we call in this day and age, I can forgive, but I can't forget. That's what that's called. Cause you gotta constantly do it. Every time I see you, I'm saying, "Oh, would you forgive me? I'm sorry for what I did." I see you. I see you in Myers, and oh, would you forgive me? I'm sorry for what I did. I'm constantly coming before you, asking you for forgiveness. This is what this means. He's saying every year they have to come, they have to do it all over again, all over again, every year, all over again, all over again, all over again. For verse 4, for it is not possible that the blood of goats should take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In verse 6, in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sins, you had no pleasure. And then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book that is written of me. Now listen to what he says. To do your will, O God. To do your will, O God. In other words, what Jesus is basically saying is this that I come to be obedient. I come to be obedient in order to bring forth your will. Obedience is what Jesus is giving the Father. Hebrews, I think it's the fifth or sixth chapter, where it says that Jesus had to learn obedience. He had to learn Obedience. We think just because he was the son of God, but he was also the son of what? Man. He walked this earth. He was born from Mary. He was born from a womb just like each and every last one of us. So in other words, Jesus had a free will. In this free will, he could have done anything that he wanted to do. But he understood and he knew his purpose. His purpose was to bring us back in right standing with the Father. But first, he had to bring forth forgiveness. Adam failed to do it. And this is why the body of Jesus Christ... That's why they call him the son of man is because he's representing Adam. He is representing Adam as the son of man. Verse 8, in previously saying, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and sin offerings for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which were offered according to the law. Verse 9, and then he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O oh God. And he who takes away, and he who takes away the first, and that he may establish the second. Verse 10, and by that will, and by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. The body of Jesus Christ once and for all. In other words, Adam. Once and for all. The Bible says that Jesus is what? The second Adam. Amen? Verse 11, that every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away the sins. Understand what I'm saying here this morning is, is that they were repeating something over And over and over again, that could not take away the sins of Adam. God was looking for Adam. Verse 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 13. From that time waiting until his enemies were made his footstool. For for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Amen? See, what we have to understand is this, is that forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness means that I have to do something. Forgiveness is this, not me being lip service and say, I forgive you. I have to get it into my heart. I have to believe it. To give you a real simple scripture, uh, John 20, no John 6, 29 says this, the work of God is this, just believe. That's a real simple scripture, isn't it? The work of God is this, just Believe I must believe that I forgive a person that they did me wrong or did my family wrong. The hardest thing for a parent sometimes is to forgive somebody that did their child wrong. But if you're going to set an example for your child, the first thing you must do is set the example of forgiveness. Then get the child all the help that they need. But I must walk first in forgiveness. I must understand that God forgave me of my transgressions, of my sins. We forget that. We like King David. Oh, let me let me find that Joker. And he got to pay four fours and, and I'm gonna kill him. We 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 think like that. That's our mentality. That's our thinking. Our thinking should be of one, okay, Lord, this is going to be hard. You're going to have to help me with this. You're going to have to show me how do I get on my knees at night or how do I walk around my yard or how do I take my run or or get on my bicycle and, and meditate with you. You're going to have to show me how to get this in my heart. They were continually offering up sacrifices and it was not what God was looking for. He was looking for you. I'm going to say that again. He was looking for you. God doesn't care how many mission trips you go on. Ooh, that was kind of deep there, wasn't it? I'm going on this mission trip and I'm going to build 99 whales, and, and you're walking around hateful as a rattlesnake. But look what I did. Look at all these mission trips I did. But you can't forgive. You lost it all. Our works are like filthy rags before God. He wants our hearts. The Bible said that he does not judge a man by his outer appearance but his heart. That's where our judgment is going to come from, our hearts. Don't care. He don't care if you went to China and reformed it and now they uh, are doing everything. He don't care. What he cares about, were you able to forgive that person who did you wrong? Jesus made a sacrifice with his heart. Love, grace, mercy. For a lost people, one act of disobedience from one man. One act of disobedience from one man. And so one man's disobedience came through Adam, but the man, Jesus Christ, came into the world for obedience to display to all, for forgiveness. And his sacrifice was all that God the Father wanted. That's all all God wanted. Now, you would ask me, well, why is that? Great, uh, pastor? Read your Bible. Adam never said he was sorry. He hid. Read it. After Adam sinned, he didn't say, Father, I'm I'm sorry. After he sinned, what did Adam do? The Bible said he hid himself. Think about it. Read it. I tell you all the time, study and show yourselves approved. Why was it so important that Jesus Christ came? Because God was looking for Adam to say, I'm sorry. That's real simple, isn't it? That's real simple. Tell me we went through all this because God wanted to hear Adam. Say, Daddy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be disobedient. I didn't mean to partake of that fruit. I should have listened. But what did sin do? Sin stopped it. Sin made Adam go hide and not take responsibility. Kind of deep, isn't it? When you think about it, it. if you show me where Adam said I'm sorry then I'll take everything I just said back but if I read my Bible right he hid and then God came and said Adam, Adam where, where are you? And, and, and Adam like a child oh I'm over here he said what you doing over there he said because I'm naked who told you you was naked and God looking at him like oh my goodness and then the Bible said that he made clothes or or, or put skins on him to cover his nakedness it didn't never say that Adam said daddy I'm sorry So when Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ came in the image of Adam, in the image of the person who sinned against God. He came in the person who said, I am disobedient. I never said I'm sorry. And now Jesus Christ is going to the cross for Adam and for the rest of us. And then God sat back and he said, now I can forgive everybody but you got to come through my son to do it. This is what forgiveness is all about. Forgiveness is all about a sacrifice. Forgiveness is all about you giving up yourself. Forgiveness is all about that, that just because somebody didn't tell you personally that I'm sorry, that you still have to make the provision within yourself to make the sacrifice, the saying "I forgive them," or you're going to be walking around all the days of your life holding something that is unforgiveness, and they done went on with their lives. They don't went on with it. You see them at the at the mall; they all willy nilly. <laughs> They just, just going. Don't care. And you just fester. Don't you know what you did to me? Instead of having it in your heart and saying, "Man, I, I whoever, I forgive you." You don't, you don't have to have a conversation with them and take them to Applebee's. But I forgive you. And I'm moving on. You will no longer have this control over me for something that you did. God saying that I gave my son, Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that he gave us one and only son that whom shall ever believe in him shall not perish. And you've heard me say this again. He, he loved, he gave, and he forgave. Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. How can you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother who you see? Are you getting this, church? Forgiveness is about sacrifice. I, I don't care about the next. I may not never see that person again a day in my life. But I'm not going to walk around and hold that either. Because if I'm walking around here and saying, oh, the, the Lord is coming. And I haven't gotten that out of my heart. Then I'm going to see the locust. Oh, that's sure a big old grasshopper. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's in the Bible. <laughs> grasshopper come away from the trees with that big old thing. <laughs> hey, you didn't learn how to forgive, didn't you? Watch I'm watch me torment you. You know, got all these things all over me running around like, wow. ah. <laughs> and, and the big old locust was talking about, well, forgive me then. Go ahead, how many hit you again? Because <laughs> you done had your chance. God has given us his, a chance right now. His grace, his mercy, his love. Jesus Christ. Bible says this, it says, And therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, let me say that again, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and this is your true and proper Worship. We're talking about forgiveness here. This is your true and proper worship when I'm able to forgive somebody who has done me wrong. God wanted it so bad that He sent His Son. In the likeness of Adam, in the likeness of disobedience. Because obedience, only obedience could have took all our sins and placed it upon him. Only obedience. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus Christ said, Lord, let not my will be done but yours. Now I know that most of us are able to see the guards coming and the priests coming and everything else and uh, I don't know if I can do this. But I want to put this illustration in your head for a minute. (coughs) Excuse me. When Jesus was walking to the cross or walking to his death and that cross was so heavy, that cross of, 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 of forgiveness was so heavy that the Bible said that he fell to his knees. Because it was so heavy. And then they had to bring somebody else to come and pick up the cross. But now watch this. They followed Jesus. The cross was still behind Jesus. They followed Jesus. And when they followed Jesus... Jesus got to a point and he turned around and said, give it back to me and I'll finish the race. I'm telling you this is that it's up to each and every last one of us sometime, to help the person next to us pick up their cross. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. Sometimes I need somebody to say, I'll pray for you. I got you. But just don't say you're going to pray for me. Pray for me. Amen? I'm going to end here. And I hope I gave you something to think about this morning. Something to go home and ponder this week because I know you probably won't get in the car and say, oh, that feel good. But being in Christ Jesus is not about comfort all the time. Being in Christ Jesus is about taking you to the next level. And I believe that God wants us to learn how to forgive. If I I don't tell you about forgiveness, then, then, then it's my fault.